0: Now, back to Professor Birdsong for more Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Y- yes, thanks
1: for sticking with me. This is Leonard Birdsong. I'm back here after our little break there. Pause for the cause is what I call it. And... Um, This is Labor Day weekend coming up. Labor Day will be on Monday, and that'll be the, um, what is it? It's going to be the 4th of uh, September. Bill Davidson, a colleague that I talk about, sends me words of wisdom and things that I can talk to you about on the radio. He sent me one recently about Labor Day. Maybe you know some of these facts, maybe you don't. Labor Day was first created by the labor movement in the 19th century and was marked by cities and towns becoming, or before becoming a federal holiday in 1894. The day came about as massive changes were underway in American manufacturing. During the Industrial Revolution of the late 1800s, there were few restrictions on the treatment of workers and many people who worked 12 hours a day and seven days a week. Children, some as young as five, worked in factories, and no one was guaranteed a minimum wage. Working conditions were often unsafe, and there was no recourse for employees. It was during this time that labor unions grew in prominence. The unions organized strikes and rallies to protest poor working conditions and pay, and on September 5, 1882, 10,000 workers in New York City took time off without pay to participate in what, what's believed to be the first Labor Day parade in U.S. history. The idea of celebrating American labor spread, and states began passing legislation for similar holidays. Then, on May 11, 1894, employees of the Pullman Palace Car Company in Chicago went on strike, and union officials called for a boycott of the railway cars. Federal employees, or sorry, federal officials dispatched troops to Chicago where the two groups clashed and more than a dozen workers were killed. In the wake of the massacre, Congress passed an act making the first Monday in September of each year Labor Day. It was first a legal holiday in the District of Columbia and the territories of the United States. It was approved on June 28, 1894, for all states. Most federal and city and county offices are closed on Labor Day. Now, Labor Day should represent to each of us just how truly we are with the careers we each have. Just like the freedom we still enjoy each day, others before us made great sacrifices so We can complain about our jobs today. Yes, I sometimes complain about my job. No matter the frustrations we face or how hard we feel we have it, we should all remember that if it was not for those individuals that came before us, the careers we all have would simply be nothing more than just a job. Labor Day. I'm going to enjoy my Labor Day. I hope you folks do, too. All right, there are more words of wisdom I want to share from Bill Davidson. Here's one he sent me. How you see is what you get. How you see is what you get. You're probably familiar with Murphy's Law. If anything can happen, if anything bad can happen, it will, and at the worst possible time. And then there's peter's principle which says people always rise to the level of their incompetence a similar saying is the law of human behavior sooner or later we get just what we expect in the law of human behavior or is the law of human behavior optimistic or pessimistic stop and think about your answer just stop and think about your answer i say that because your response reveals your attitude If you expect the worst out of life, then you probably said the law was written by a pessimist. If you have a positive outlook, then you probably answered optimistic because the prospect of getting what you expect is encouraging to you. Your attitude determines your outlook. Let's face it, not everyone is naturally optimistic. Some people are born seeing the glass half empty rather than half full. But no matter what your national your natural instinct is, you can become a more optimistic person. How do you cultivate optimism? By learning the secret of contentment. If you can learn from that, then no matter what happens to you, you can weather the storm and build on the good you find in any situation. The truth is that possessing healthy contentment is essential to being able to withstand failure. Even when things in life seem to be at their very darkest, when everything seems to crack and begin to fall apart, there's always something good to be found in every situation. You see, even when your world feels like it's cracking up, those cracks will always let in some light from the outside. The light will always show you the way through it, Just like they say, every cloud has a silver lining. Bill Davidson ends with, how is your attitude affecting your success? Think about it. All right. I have one more that I want to share with you. At least I'm going to share part of it because my time here is running. Bill Davidson sent me another set of words of wisdom called Greatness Defined. Now, we all have our definition of greatness, but how does the world define true greatness? One way is by a person's talent and abilities. Uh, Another way is by one's greatest accomplishments. Looking back at historical accomplishments, like George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Alexander Graham Bell, and those, they made a great impact on America, and they were monumental. Others think greatness is really all about power. And who's the big enchilada when it comes to power? It's the President of the United States. We're talking about the most powerful position in the world. It's the President of the United States. Similarly, some people define greatness by how quickly someone climbs the ladder of a large corporation, who has the biggest staff, the most prestigious title, and makes the most money. So what does it really mean to be truly great? It's always been my experience that those who displayed greatness, the best had a servant mentality, a servant mentality. Really? How can you be considered great and be a servant at the same time? Unfortunately, much of the world has the wrong definition of what greatness really is. The Bible defines true greatness as being a servant. Isn't it extraordinary when a leader is a true servant of those who they are called to lead? Think about it in this way. Have you ever had a boss in the past that cares so much about your suggest, cared so much for you as a person that you didn't want to work for anybody else? Yeah, I've had a couple of bosses like that. That boss or those bosses were being a servant. To care and to show love is what greatness is all about. At the end of the day, greatness is what separates leaders from managers. It shows the qualities a person is made of. It shows the principle a person believes and lives by. It shows the will to win, to never give up, and to initiate or given the initiative to go that extra mile. It simply shows you what you truly are made of. Greatness resides in each of us. We just have to find it. So, ladies and gentlemen, how do you define greatness? Think about some of the words I've told you. This is Leonard Birdsong, and I'm on Leonard Birdsong Radio. I'm here on Thursdays from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, I have a little more time in this segment. I'm going to start with some of the news tidbits that I've been gathering. These are many stories from the Associated Press that are in the public domain now. The first one has a nice little headline. It says Death Squads rattle snakes. Death Squads rattle snakes. Hunters have killed five hundred Burmese pythons during an elimination program in the Florida Everglades. Officials overseeing the program tell news outlets that Miami snake hunter Jason Leon killed the five hundredth Python, a seven footer last Thursday. It was his second kill since the python elimination program began on March 25th. The South Florida Water Management District hired the snake hunters at a rate of $8.10 an hour, plus a bonus based on the size of each python slain. The snakes are decimating native mammal populations, researchers said. We've got to get them out. Pythons weren't native to Florida but people probably had pets and left them out, and they started breeding and running wild in the Everglades. So every year here in Florida, they have a snake elimination program. Here's another little story out of Florida. A heroic Florida police officer rescued a couple from their burning car by opening fire on it. Off-duty Manatee County Sheriff's Deputy Willie Fin. Finckley, driving on by on his motorcycle, saw Neil Cook, 64, and his wife, Claudia, 65, trapped when their electric car windows did not operate and the power locks wouldn't work. So the officer shot out a back window and pulled the couple to safety, according to authorities. A burning car with the electrical system off, a death trap. All right, let's see. You want to go to Alaska? Well, in Anchorage, if you feed the meter, you also feed the poor. It's reported from now through September 15, 2017, motorists who get parking tickets in Anchorage, Alaska, can pay them off in donations to a local food bank. Quote, I thought this was a great thing to do, end quote, said Katie Schronwetter, who wiped out $95 in tickets with three cases of top Ram ramen and canned soups. She got out of $95 of parking tickets. <laughs> sort of a funny little story, but true. All right, this is Leonard Birdsong. I'm going to take another pause here. I've come back, I've got
2: some more <clears throat> news tidbits and some riddles for you, so stick with me. Consumer Debt Counselors is the company that will help you get out of debt. Consumer Debt Counselors is a licensed, accredited nonprofit agency that specializes in educating people about credit and debt and helping people resolve issues with debt. Even student loan debt There are so many federal regulations. Most people have more options than they realize, and Consumer Debt Counselors can uncover all of your eligible solutions, including lowering your payment or getting out of default. If you want a partner that will work with you to achieve financial success, talk to the team at Consumer Debt Counselors. They have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, so these guys are the real deal. Your first consultation is free, and all sessions are kept confidential. Give them a call at 1-800-820-9232 or go to consumerdebtcounselors.org slash birdsong. The number again is 800-820-9232.
0: Are you considering law school? Then you probably have tons of questions about the application process, the admissions process, the benefits of a legal career, and what it takes to succeed in law school. You'll find the answers to these questions and more in Professor Birdsong's Law School Guide: Techniques for Choosing and Applying to Law School. Inside, you'll find helpful chapters on the history of the lawyer, why you should apply to law school, things you need to know about applying, and more. You have the ability and the Drive Now, get the advice that will guide you into the legal profession by helping you successfully submit your application to the law school of your choice. Professor Birdsong's award-winning law school guide, Techniques for Choosing and Applying to Law School. Available for purchase on Amazon.com or through the author link at LeonardBirdsong.com. You're listening to Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Professor Birdsong. Yes,
1: I'm back with you. You've heard some words of wisdom from me. You've heard about some inventions that help shape our modern economy. Now I'm doing some news tidbits that I want you to know about. I've got a few more before we end the show. Here's the first one, a feel good story out of Toronto, Canada. A Toronto teenager was caught by Walmart security, shoplifting a dress shirt, a tie and socks, but walked out with his new outfit, (laughs) but walked out of the store with his new outfit thanks to the officer who came to arrest him. The 18-year-old told Constable Niran Jason he needed the clothing for a job interview. The kind-hearted cop brought him bought him the new duds, and then the team did get the job. How about that? <laughs> Chivalry is not dead at all. All right. Here's a little tidbit in the news that most people don't know about. I didn't know about this, but they say it's true. Children with no sim- siblings, children with no siblings, have a proclivity to cheat on their partners as adults, cons- according to a new study. The adulterous dating site illicitencounters.com, dot com found that 34 percent of cheaters grew up as only children in their household. Huh. Oh well, what can I say? Now the headline on this one is a good one. Weiner hangs a bit longer. <laughs> Anthony Wiener has brought himself, or rather has bought himself, some more time. Lawyers for the serial sexter and disgraced former congressman had asked Manhattan federal judge Denise Cote to push back his September 8th sentencing to October 6th, saying they needed more time to prepare a sentencing recommendation to the judge uh, to best arrest for his... Best address, rather, his continuing treatment. Cote partially granted the request last Friday, moving the date to September 25th. Wiener, 52, took a plea deal in May. We'll see if he gets any jail time. Headline again, Wiener hangs a bit longer. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Let's see what else I have here. All right. Here's one from New, from Las Vegas. The story says Nevada became the fifth state with stores legally selling marijuana for recreational purposes. Started two Saturdays ago. Uh, and now they're opening a market in Los Angeles that I'm sorry, Las Vegas that's expected to outpace any other store thanks to the millions of tourists who flock to Sin City. People began purchasing marijuana at what's called the Essence Cannabis Dispensary on the Las Vegas Strip shortly after midnight, just months after voters approved legalization, making or marking the fastest turnaround from the ballot box to retail sales in the country. Those 21 and older can buy up to an ounce of pot, At a time. Tourists are expected to make nearly two of every three recreational pot purchases in Nevada, but people can only use the drug in a private home. Marijuana remains illegal under federal law. Most of us know that. I don't use it. Alright, here's a bad guy. The Grin, Greenfield, I'm sorry, the Grinfell Fire Faker. London police have arrested a man who claimed his family was killed in the Grenfell Tower fire that happened last month. He did this just to get money and free lodgings, say the officials. The 52-year-old suspect, whose name was not released, claimed that he lost his wife, son, and all his possessions in the Inferno, which claimed 79 lives, according to the British News. Police said they launched a probe because of inconsistencies in the man's account. He was arrested a few Wednesdays ago on suspicion of fraud and held at a West London police station. Well, he needed to be held at the police station. All right, I'm almost at the end of my news tidbits that I wanted to share with you. But here's one. And let's see. We like our style, says the headline. Short story. YouGov polled residents of America's 20 most populated metro areas and asked them to rank how fashionable people in their city are on a scale from very to not at all. New York came in first place with 60%, nope, 66% saying Big Apple residents are either very or somewhat fashionable. Miami Fort Worth, nope, Miami Fort Lauderdale and Dallas Fort Worth followed with 61%. And 56% of residents calling their people stylish at the bottom, at the bottom of the list sat my city, Orlando, Daytona Beach, Melbourne, 37%. (laughs) Well, you come here for vacation, not to be fashionable. Cleveland, only 30% and Seattle, Tacoma, 30% on the best dressed well folks I don't know I don't know these news tidbits never stop some of them are interesting some of them are downright silly here's the last one USA hey can we come says the headline nearly 150 million people that is 4% of the world's adult population would move to the United States if they could that figure is larger than the next four most popular destinations combined. If everyone who wanted to move to the United States had their way, the country's total population would increase by almost 50%. As many as 37 million people in Latin America would like to relocate to the United States, making it the region where such a move is most popular. Approximately one-third of all Dominicans and Honduras want to come to the states and become Americans. All of this according to a Gallup poll taken this month of August. Well, folks, those are the news tidbits I have for this week. I'm going to end the show with some riddles. Some of you like my riddles. Some of you don't, but they're funny. Here's the first one. If a clown opens a door for you, what do you say? If a clown opens a door for you, what do you say? You say, thanks for the nice jester. (laughs) Thanks for the nice jester, get it? A clown opened the door for you? All right, here's a very easy one. Very easy, I want you to think about it. What do ghosts serve for dessert? What do ghosts serve for dessert? Now think about it, this is not a hard one. What do ghosts serve for dessert? Well, you probably know ghosts would serve ice cream. <laughs> All right, folks. That, I thought those two were pretty funny. But I got more here. Maybe you've heard this. If the pilgrims were alive today, what would they be famous for? If the pilgrims were alive today, what would they be famous for? Well, they'd be famous for their age. Get it? <laughs> All right, here's another one. How do you keep a fish from smelling? How do you keep a fish from smelling? Well, you keep a fish from smelling by plugging its nose. How about that? (laughs) All right. Well, these riddles, there are riddles. People are making them up every day. I'm Leonard Birdsong. I don't make up riddles, but I do find and edit stories about dumb criminals And I write about it and read them on my show here. If you want to read some of my dumb criminal stories for free, go to my blog, www.birdsongslaw.com, all one word. And you can read some of my stories for free. I'm with you here on Thursdays from 1 until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I like having fun on the radio and talking to you about things that are on my mind or things that I know about. If you ever want to email me, my email address is lbirdsong22 at gmail dot com. L and the num- numerals two two at gmail dot com. It's been fun being with you today. I will be back with you next week. I hope you all have a good Labor Day. My wife's gonna cook some barbecue and I'm gonna take a dip in the pool. So hang in there. And I hope things will get better for people down in the Houston and Louisiana area. There's a lot of water, 52 trillion gallons of water from the sky. See you next week, folks. This is Leonard Birdsong signing off.